It's widely accepted that in roughly 80% of deals, the value lies with the seller. In other words, in purely financial terms, the buyer tends to lose out. Yet despite this, there seems to be a growing appetite by companies and the people who run them to take the risk. In part five of this interview, Ian Wilson discusses why that is. First, chief executive officers. CEOs of public companies are incentivized to grow the share price and acquisitions are one way of doing this. Acquisitions are also part of strategy in action uh, as a tool for reshaping portfolios and of course they involve significant resources and once they're enacted they're not easily reversible. It is a way of growing the top line of a business. It's also quite high profile because the CEO will be intimately associated with the deal and the analysts are looking to CEOs to demonstrate their credibility to grow the share price and to, un to, to demonstrate that they understand that how the markets are progressing. The, the, there's a lot of ego involved because the CEOs are very much in the spotlight of the analysts and when a business comes into play for being acquired and target companies are involved in that deal, they won't want to lose out. Second, internal pressures. Remember that the management associated with the deal are normally on a fairly substantial incentive to get that transaction to close. And that can typically equate to a year's salary for the, for the, for the senior management and, and key people. Now, once the deal's been done and they are part of the of, of the vendor's organisation, of course, life can be very different. Third, pressure from advisors. The reason that the seller ends up um, invariably willing in, in uh, around 80% of deals is, is the, the, the role of, of advisors and the, the competitive element. Um, the, the seller's advisors will be incentivised to maximise the price of the deal in terms of their own remuneration. Um, there's a strong competitive element from purchasers where CEOs don't want to be seen to have lost um, an important strategic deal in their sector. And so uh, they're looking for every opportunity to get that deal to justify the price. Um, and they're putting in synergies that are, are just not, um, not, not realistic. The advisors are uniquely compensated, really, for getting deals done. For example, the advisors who advise the selling company will be compensated according to the value of the eventual transaction. And quite often there's a ratchet involved such that they're heavily compensated for squeezing out the last little bit of, it in, of, of additional value. Similarly, on the acquirer's side, they will have advisors um, looking at financial models, uh, various risks associated with environmental liability and pension liabilities. And all these people will only get paid if the deal actually gets done. Undoubtedly, there's a lot of snouts in the trough, um, particularly with the banks who would be involved not only in advising a purchaser on, on the deal, but they may get involved with the rights issue for the funding, they might get involved with debt finance, a private placement, or issuing bonds. And all these 
additional services have fat fees associated with them. Um, then of course they're financial advisors who are often auditors to the company, although in recent times there's been a need to, to separate those two uh, functions. There are environmental advisors, there will be people advi actuaries advising on pensions. Then of course there are the law firms um, who have got specialist advisors on HR. Uh, you'll, you'll also have people looking at the assets of the company to decide um, in what condition they are. So th there's a whole raft of people and all these people will only get paid or, or at least they'll make their most money if, if the deal actually gets done. Thank <music> you.